Coming to you on a beautiful Chicago Saturday morning, hungover as hell. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast. I am Steve-O. You can find me on Twitter, at DrunkShySoxFan. And joining me is... Uh, Take Tommy. So on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, we are welcoming you to the first Saturday of the new year. Happy new year, year, everybody. Uh, We have ourselves a hungover White drunk white socks in, drunk yes. shock, shock, shock. Uh, hungover. <laughs> <the> socks in. <laughs> uh, but anyway, today we're talking about Jake Marisnik because that is the greatest signing in White Sox history. Um, oh, and we're talking about the the White Sox finally landing their whale, um, according to Scott Merkin. All of this <laughs> brought to you by us. So make sure you rate, subscribe, review to your favorite four star podcast, the four star podcast in the four star city. So. You know what? We just got to keep it on brand. Um, Keep it on brand. Oh, words are hard this morning. They're going to be very hard this morning. Um, Speaking of four-star things, I wish I would have had a shot of more last night, and I did not have a shot of more last night. (laughs) I was at Sabuka for the first time. It's not great. I mean, I'm happy you had it, but... I mean, it's literally just black licorice, like like liqueur. Yeah, Yeah. it's really all it is. Um, Completely fine. As are you a are you a sambuca guy or are you a limoncello guy, Tom? Do I have to? Is my... <laughs> you're like ass. I'd rather eat ass. Neither. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess limoncello if gun to head, but uh, please don't put a gun to my head. Is what I say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it wasn't terrible. You don't just you don't like black licorice, do you, Tom? Well, nobody likes black licorice. I'll say I'll say that. I think I like I'm more open to it than most people are, but I'm not going to like, you know, there's so many drinks I'm going to have in this world. I don't need to waste them on Sambuca at 3 a.m. at Brando's downtown. (laughs) I didn't have it at Brando's. I had it at the Italian restaurant. Oh, so that was your choice. Earlier in the evening, you were like, no, this is going to this is going to make my. Well, the better. The waiter was like limoncello with sambuca, and Adam was like, "Oh, you got to get sambuca. It's good for your digestive system or some shit." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I want to get a good drink. I mean, I've like had two sips of coffee, and I can already feel the the workings in my stomach. So I don't know if that's the coffee or the sambuca. <laughs> it's the but sambuca. We're, gonna, we're definitely gonna have to make this a shorter episode. Um, it's cleaning you out as we t- as we speak. The sambuca oh, running in that system. Holy hell. Um, Tom, how was your how was your new year, by the way? New year was good. Um, we hosted and um, had a great time. A lot of people came over. We played some games. Um, have you ever heard of drinking and driving? What? <laughs> so, okay, hold on. I hope nobody just turned off the podcast there because it's what we call Mario Kart but you have to finish your beer before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this is called? Well, it's got other names. I've heard like Drunk Mario Kart before. Drunk Mario Kart, Beerio, Beerio Kart. Yeah, Um, no, no, drinking and driving. Yeah, no, no, no. That's (laughs) It's a hard pass. The Sons of Honarchy does not promote drinking and driving. Absolutely not. However, Mario Kart. However, Tony La Russa. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I had to get my, my... 
Tony LaRusso joke in there. It's okay. Um, he's no longer with us. Po- he's alive. Up. He's just no longer with us. If he, if he still was, I, I think I actually, <laughs> this year I may have pulled the trigger on the .08 Tony jersey. LaRusso jersey. Yeah. Um, thank God he is not. Um, Tom, I'm glad you had a good New Year. But we are a what? White Sox baseball podcast. Absolutely, baby. And it's our fifth season of doing this. Can you believe that shit? That is pretty wild. Um, Entering season five, so much to be thankful for. Um, The fact that we're still alive, one. Um, (laughs) I think it hasn't burned down yet. Most Saturdays when I wake up hungover and do this show, I I, I think about that. Holy shit, I'm still alive. Holy shit, I am still alive. Still alive and breathing heavy. Yes. But anyway, back on the grind for this season. I think we're going to be doing weeklies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why Hell not? Yeah. Why there not? Holiday can... over. Holiday breaks over. Yeah. New Year's back resolution. I mean, well, how many episodes do we have last season? 42, I think, or something. We need 57. Let's 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 like aim one a like... week plus like three <laughs> plus four. What's math? Plus five. Ho- holidays exist. Go. Work's going to pick up for me. Let's aim for like. <laughs> 46. I like it. As many always, points as the Bears scored in, in as many points as the Bears scored in the Super Bowl that they won. Um which was many, many years ago. Look, Steve, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard you say. Because why does it matter what the Bears scored in their 1985 Super Bowl like, champion? Technically the Super Bowl was in 86. But it was the 85 season. You're right. You're right. Nothing matters, yeah. Steve. That was, that no, was no, nothing matters. You're, almost uh, you're doing 40 uh, years ago. What, what's what's uh, what do you call that again? The uh, nothing you're you're being a nihilist nihilist. Yes. Nihilist Davis nihilist. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd embrace nihilism for a second here. I, I can do that with the Bears. <laughs> are, are you that way with the White Sox? Yeah, almost actually. <laughs> Our last episode, I talked about it like we have almost no identity as a team, and it's really uh, not much to be excited about. But um, there, is, there is now something to be excited about, Steve. We've landed our whale, according to... <laughs> One Scott, Scott Merkin. Scott Merkin, everybody. He's hilarious. The behemoth I... that is Andrew <laughs> Benintendi. Baby, yes. the The title of the article: "Perfect Fit: Colon well, Socks Finally Land Their Whale in Benintendi," and it's like, I just find that really insensitive that, that he could say after every every big free agent that the White Sox have pursued and and not landed when we sign Andrew Benintendi for seventy five million. That's the whale. Dude, I'm not about that. Honestly, Grundahl was more of a whale because nobody was paying. Liam Hendricks was a bigger whale because nobody was paying Liam Hendricks that kind of money. Nobody was paying a catcher that kind of money unless your name was JT Real Muto. Yeah. Those were honestly bigger signings than the Benintendi signing. To Honestly, if you put it into perspective, which is wild to think about. It's a really good point. Position-wise, this is not like astronomical for an outfielder. No, 
No. At the same time. At this age, yeah. Yeah, at the same time. Are, does Ben Intendi not move the needle for you at all? Like, does, does that not get you up out of your seat and you're like, holy shit, like, I we're mean, actually trying a little bit? I I just find it as, like, it, it seems... I, I have a hard time getting super excited about it because the thing that I thought the Sox were missing last year was power. And Ben Intendi doesn't bring a lot of power. So we're like just going to be the same like singles try to hit line drives kind of team. Like I know that there's a lot of coaching changes and they said that we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be trying to hit home runs, but I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem. I, I, I do have a hard time getting excited about it is, is the, is the point that I'm getting to. Cause this is, really seems like it is the absolute bare minimum that you have to go sign somebody with a name that people know yeah. <laughs> at some point this off season. And they did it. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you didn't sign Ben Intendi, I mean, what were you going to do? Like eat the money, be in the bottom half of, of teams like uh, yeah. MLB teams payroll and like chalk it up to, you know, our guys are on the court. Like my team is on the court. Who's your style? You know, like, Oscar Rick, Rick better was, be a world beater. Exactly. Like, exactly. Know. I mean, it's, it, yeah. Now, I like the Ben Benintendi signing again. And, you know, I said this last episode was episode before because he's a high on base guy, which the mm-hmm. White Sox need. They didn't have a batting average problem last year. They had an on base problem. They had a dingers problem, Steve. They had an on base problem. Like they've finished what second or third in the league in batting average and finished like 20 21st 22nd in on base percentage something like that that's insane all of the like swinging strikeouts the in high yeah. high stress situations just flashed through my mind and right exactly the plate, the plate approach was i i can see that i can yeah. see that benny ben, benny doesn't strike out a lot which is fantastic um, and, uh, does. and yeah, well, and then on top of that too, your lineup should mash, right? As long as you change the plate approach, as long as you can get it into these guys' heads to be, you know, at least a, a, a fraction, uh, because they weren't even a fraction of what they could have been last year. Right. A lot of these guys, yeah. um, like if Yasmani Grandal stops swinging a wet pool noodle and if, Eloy Jimenez stays healthy <laughs> and Luis Robert um, stop, you know, stops chasing so much. And Yohan Moncada. Yohan Moncada. Percentile season. Exactly. Um, you've got guys that can mash. You've got guys that on paper can mash. The problem they, is, though, you know, you had this whole season. You have an entire season's worth of data on these guys, you know, mind you, injuries, whatever. But at what point does it lower their ceiling of potential and saying like, maybe they aren't, you know, and and I think you think of Mankata obviously, but you also think of Eloy. Maybe he's just only ever going to play 80 games a season and that's it. And you think of Gondal and it's like, okay, well, you know, catchers, they take a lot of wear and tear. Maybe this is him. You know, he's never, he's been a high strikeout guy, low average guy for forever. He just used to hit, slug 
No, no, for, I mean, and, and the big thing was on base, too. I mean, like, yeah. his on base clip last year was, like, what, 299? And he's supposed to be. That's fucking terrible. He's supposed to be in the fours. He's supposed to be Walkmaster. I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. Or, like, King, high, like high better threes. than high. Better than Juan Soto at, at, at the plate is what he's supposed to be, as far as I. But he just. I don't know that, that, but I only point this out because it's like, you know, everybody said we need a 90th percentile season from all these guys in order to be relevant. And mm-hmm. I agree, but also I'm starting to think like, I don't know, maybe the 90th percentile is a lot lower than we thought for these guys uh, because of just dropping ceilings year after year. It's frustrating, but point being, you know, this is a new season. This is the new year. This is 2023. We're going to be joyful from here on out. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. all sunshines and rainbows. Absolutely. For, for well, and and back, back to your Merkin thing, though. I think it's just, I think it's ridiculous as well that, yeah, you know, a, a beat writer for the White Sox is out here saying, one of the biggest beat writers is out here saying, this is a behemoth. And like, an organizational behemoth. I mean, I, I maybe. I mean, <laughs> but that's ridiculous. Two million. If you're, if you're more. going to title your article that, like, yeah. you deserve to be ripped to shreds. Like, yeah. come on now, that's absurd. Fucking clickbait. One of nutty. three teams that hasn't signed a player to a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, um, he, look, yeah. he's not worth a hundred million. So I'm glad. <laughs> like, we're glad that he didn't get a hundred million. Not no, that it's 100%. our, not that it's our money, but still, like, well, like a week and a half before the Benintendi signing, I, I texted our guy Carrie, my, uh, my, my partner in crime at the Believe in the Southside podcast, which currently has its logo up in our corner, right, plug, right plug, over plug, there. Plug, Isn't that plug, amazing? Plug, plug. Yes, it's yeah, crazy. there we go. Let's change that up. <laughs> um, but I texted Carrie like a week and a half before the signing. I said Benintendi to the Sox. He's a Griffal's guy. And it's going to be four years for seventy-two million, and it ended up being five years for seventy-five. So they only wanted to do that. I, I this is this is my assumption, is that they needed to make a signing that was bigger than the Grandal signing, because they can't have the Grandal signing be the biggest signing in yeah. team history after the year he had last year. And then look behind me, number seventy-nine gone. The money yeah. had to be spent, and Correct. if that money wasn't spent, there would be outcry. There still is a little bit of outcry, and people are pissed about them not landing a bigger fish this year. But that's Rickon. I mean, that's that's what we get. That's Rickon. That's the organization. That's mm-hmm. Jerry's mentality after losing Albert Bell. You just you can't <laughs> you can't pay up for for prime talent. Tom, I wanted to play a little uh, buy or sell with you. All and right, a, and a little uh, OG Sons of Honarchy. Uh, fun that we like to do from time to time. Um, first one. Roster is not going to have any more significant changes between now and opening day. Like the the like I said, the Hoosier statement. The team is out on the field. I'm gonna buy that. I think we're done. I mean, yeah. I mean like what else the is there to do, right? Well, <laughs> there's just you get a fucking second baseman, <laughs> which you you'd have trade to trade for... for at this point, right? Who's the Eduardo Escobar on the Mets, right? They got to shed payroll. Do they have to shed payroll? Uh, they might not even pay Correa at this point. Yeah, at this, at this, if they signed Correa, then yes. If they, because they're, I mean, 
there is tweets yesterday that they're increasingly frustrated with his right with this whole thing. By the way, I love it. I love seeing all of this bullshit. I think you're just happy he's not a San Francisco Giant now. Honestly, I would have loved to have him be a San Francisco Giant. Yeah. But over 12 years, I don't know, whatever. Like, do what it takes to get like the player. Age, age 40 plus season. With a with a metal plate in his, <laughs> in his ankle popping out of his skin as he runs to first base. Fantastic. <laughs> no, uh, but... I I do love it in, increasingly because like the whole fucking MLB has now turned on him. It, it he was like a superstar, like everybody wanted him, and now it's like everybody's like, oh my god, Carlos Correa, you can go die. Like this is horrible. Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, I heard uh, the Twins are now back in the running for Correa, which is oh my god, that's the last thing I want, honestly, because he after can, that he can would do be. Damage. He can do damage, and he'll 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 have like reason to like want to be a world beater next year if he goes back to the Twins. But if he goes back to the Twins, that's just like an insult to himself, almost. Like he yeah. bet said, on yourself with a short term contract, and then go back to the team that you were with. Yeah, yeah, and not only you had an option to stay with them at like thirty something, like a big number, and you're. Mm-hmm you decline that option you hit the market and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot that that was a player option. He opted out and there was Buku money there. No one <sighs> forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, like I, I just don't, I don't want Correa in the division. No, period. no, I don't because either. I still think he's a top when healthy, when he's playing when healthy, when he's on the field, he's a top 20 player in the MLB. He's hypothetically healthy for now, and he'd hypothetically be healthy for the first like three seasons of any contract. But yeah. it's the idea that like anybody going into the like ten year contract kind of conversation, it's like, bro, there's a metal plate in your ankle. Yeah. Like <laughs> at some point, maybe not now, maybe not in the next five years, but at some point, that's probably well, gonna not like be the, good. Uh, it's like the Detroit Mickey contract. Yeah, where it's just like, ah, I'm just not going to, you know, walk anymore. It's like, what? You have to run to play this game. And he's like, nah, I'm just not going to walk. It's okay. Ball isn't <laughs> ball isn't hit out of the park. He's only getting to first base. That's the, that's the funny part about Miguel Cabrera. He's like, singles. Singles are good. I can steal second. No, you can't, Niggy. <laughs> Pass balls don't count as steals. <laughs> next, uh, next buy or sell for you, Tom. Oscar Colas will have his service time manipulated this year. Ooh, that is a good buy or sell. Uh, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with sell because wow. he's starting uh, opening day. Well, I think he. It's the only reason why you wouldn't look. This this actually is complicated by the Jake Marisnik signing. Actually, like ah, you're funny. It, it is. No, yeah, like, it's complicated by the Marisnik signing and the Billy Hamilton signing. Is that what you're about to tell me? It, well, the point being that now they do have an excuse to service time manipulate. And, and they didn't. That was what I was going to say is that they don't have an excuse. There's nobody there. But technically, technically, they do have some people. 
uh, whether or not you think that that's reasonable. But what I was really going to say, the, the initial reason why I was going to sell is, is A, they didn't have an excuse, and B, the fans are sick of the bullshit, you know? Like, just bring the guy up if the guy's going to be up. You've already, like, fucked over the fan base enough. Like, bring the guy up to... It could be like a carrot, basically, for the fan base. It's like, here, here's Oscar Colas, stay one. But, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i actually not convinced, considering that they picked up Jake Mersnick and Billy Hamilton as fourth and fifth outfielders. They could just slot them in it's, until May and say... Yeah, these guys are our guys. So, so you buying the service time manipulation, or are you selling it? I s- buy. I buy it. They're going to do that. I <laughs> because because they want to see what they have in Jake Marisnik. That's my thoughts. Absolutely not. There's no way that it's because it has nothing to do with the signing of those guys. But no, um, I'm telling you that that that's not what that's not the reason why that's what they're going to say. The reason is, Oh, you know what? I, there you go. There it is. Yes. Yes. I don't even think it's that though. I think it's going to be like, we think Larry Garcia is going to be better this year. So, and we've already paid him this 15 or pardon me, 16.5 million dollar contract over three years. So (laughs) we got to put him somewhere. He's doing the serpentine, trying to find the ball that was hit over his head. In, well, remember uh, they feel they felt bullish about um, Sheets and Vaughn in right field, so they must still feel bullish about Sheets and right. So it's fucking stupid. He's so on, bad. Yeah. Before I spend too much time, I'll come back to that actually. Um, but next buy or sell, White Sox have a better record than than last year. I'm gonna buy it. They're gonna have 83 wins. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, this team, and again, this is well. The this, this. Bear in mind, I was about to say, uh, this season is structured differently than all the seasons that we've ever seen before, where we're gonna play every team in the league once. We're not gonna play our division nineteen times. We're only gonna play them thirteen times each team. So, uh, the AL Central is weak as fuck. But we don't get to beat up on them the same way. We still get to, but not the same way that we did before. So I still say that we're going to have a better record because I, you know, eternal optimism. Um, 2023 is a new year. We can do this. Go team, go team. Uh, I don't know. Like 90 wins seems reasonable to me. I mean, if everybody performs to their 90th, like they're, yeah, like a peak seat, like everybody hits a peak season or everybody gets close to a peak season, then hell yeah. Like, if we get 2019 Mankata at, at the plate mixed with 2021 Mankata defense, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like, we're looking at an MVP candidate, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, if and- a wall hits 74 bombs, like, <laughs> hell yeah, baby. I mean, we are talking. <laughs> Sorry, I had to give a shout-out to my guy, Cherizi, there. <laughs> It's possible. Let him bet it. Let him bet it. Absolutely. Um, um, no, but seriously, never I mean, <laughs> all these guys perform to where they should. Like Yasmani's getting on base at a 390 clip. And uh, yeah, Aloy is hitting 40 dongs. And Luis is playing 2021 defense when healthy and swinging the bat 
with an OPS plus of 125. Like, I, you don't even have to say that. If he just learns how to hit the slider. Or just lay it off. Just lay it off. <laughs> either or. Either or. Lay off the slider or learn to hit it. Because it's it's what's happening it's, now is it's not in it. the middle of the plate and it's it's coming toward you and it started left and it's breaking right and it's already like you want to hit it and it's too far out in front of you just way off way off brother um <laughs> or take it oppo like you don't have to pull everything um that's a big thing with him too he does not like to go oppo um yeah, so I mean, you've got the potential for ninety wins. I like that, but yeah, I does ninety I wins my... win this win the division though? Yeah, ninety wins wins the division this year, one hundred percent. You've got yourselves those Cleveland Guardians, uh, the, those pesky Cleveland Guardians. Um, and anyway, they would the division would have been ours if it wasn't for those meddling Guardians. Um, <laughs> Scooby-Doo yeah. reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think the Guardians are that good. I don't think the Twins are that good. I don't think anybody in the Central is that good, including no. the White Sox. So 90 wins should yeah. be in the division. Hell, yeah. if it's if the White Sox actually play baseball the entire year and don't fold it up at the end of the year like they did this year, yeah, 85 wins, 86 wins might win you the division. In both Centrals. The NL Centrals, <laughs> arguably worse. <laughs> Losing baseball is is come to Chicago. Really quick sidebar before we go to your next buy or sell. Yeah. Remember when we started this podcast and I think one of our taglines for a little bit was basically that this is going to be the golden era, era of Chicago of baseball. Chicago baseball. Baseball. Both sides. And, yeah. Like baseball is going Chicago is going to be the epicenter of baseball in America. And yep. And the Cubs completely blew it up, and Rick Hahn is stinking it up to high heaven. It's fantastic. Yeah, we have not won a playoff series is what has happened. <laughs> to go back in time to when we started this and tell us that we would, five years later, have not won a single playoff series. We would not have been well. Uh, no. In state of mind. Not at all. All right, next buy or sell, Tom. <laughs> Pedro Griffal. Sorry, I, I read the question. It's hilarious. <laughs> Pedro Griffal wins AL Manager of the Year. I'm going to buy it. Fuck it. Let's go. I, look, 84 wins and he's going to win Manager of the Year. I love you so much. I said 90. He could get 90 wins. 90. Uh, if he get if he gets 90 wins, then we're buying it. Um, I, I mean, if you think about it this way, like if we win the division in general, He's going to be manager of the year. Mm. Um, it, all it all depends on how other teams perform. Okay. Say the Mariners somehow like pull a division out their ass over Houston or something. Or it would like, be, it would be if the Rangers did that because it would be the Rangers walking in with like a lot of payroll, but nothing to show for it. And a new manager, Bruce Bochy coming in, that would be the guy who I think would be the runner, like the the contender. Of course, of course you gotta you, you gotta you gotta back up your guy, Bruce. I <laughs> now you, look, you uh, Bruce listen Bushy. here. Oh my god! No, no. Look, I, you're right. First of all, but also like the the he's the he's the new manager. He's the other new manager. New managers usually win this because they're coming into a new situation, and if the team has success and they weren't there prior then 
proof is in the pudding in the kind of sense like for man rookie uh manager of the year so i would but that being said that plays into pedro grafal's favor he is coming into a situation where the last manager had <laughs> had really high expectations that he fell short of so yep. if grafal can in any way meet the expectations of white Sox fans white Sox brass you know like then i think he's absolutely a contender for this buying it baby all right you should you should stand by him as a fellow bald brethren that should be something that you care about bald brethren i love that <laughs> I just can't get over your San Francisco Giants fandom and Bruce Bochy. Um, so you're he, buying Pedro Grafal for manager of the year. I'm buying Pedro Grafal for manager of the year. Man, I, I love your hopes for the White Sox. Your, your optimism, like you were not optimistic at all last episode. And now you and I wasn't at the start of this episode. I wasn't at the start of this episode. But I said it's a new year, 2023, White Sox World Series, baby. Uh, just sunshine and rainbows. That's all I've got from here on out. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, think about it. The 2005 White Sox were projected by Sports Illustrated to go third in the AL Central. So <laughs> I don't think that we're going to be projected to go third. I think we're going to. I don't I, even know if we're projected to win the division right now. Clearly, I don't think <laughs> that's exactly what I was getting at. I was like, I don't think we're going to be third, but second sounds about right. <laughs> there we go. Well, one shining spot of last year. Tom was Dylan mm -hmm. Cease. So by yourself, yes. Dylan Cease remains a top three Cy Young candidate. I, or top, top three in Cy Young voting, I should say. In top three Cy Young voting, right. Okay. Uh, I mean, going into the year, he's definitely top three Cy Young candidate. Right. Um, so uh, I'm going to, man, I think I'm going to sell it because I think a lot of the voting goes to people who surprise too. You know, like... Robbie Ray, like people didn't expect he was going to be who he was in the year that he wanted. And last year for Dylan Cease got a ton of attention because people didn't expect them to be that guy. League's going to adjust a little bit. He's still going to be really good. Like he's still going to be ace material, but I don't know if he's going to be Cy Young material. Um, plus you got to think Jacob deGrom is in the AL now. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, if he stays healthy, right? I mean, that's if he one. stays healthy, <laughs> I mean, he's in the AL, but is he going to be in the Cy Young conversation? That depends yeah. a lot on his health. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Degrom definitely throws a, a wrench into that. You know, Top those hopes. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's one of the three spots. So, do you think there's two other pitchers in the AL that are better than uh, Dylan Cease, Cy Cease? I think maybe yeah. Well, Verlander's a Met now. Um, oh, so take one out too. That's exactly, true. exactly the guy who 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 beat Cease this year. You add and subtract to contender. Uh, yeah, um, Alec Manoa had a lot stronger first half than second half last year. It's true, um, it's true. Shane Bieber though, he doesn't. He still exists. Biebs in the trap. Um, Glass now is coming back. Yeah, um, so. it's gonna be interesting. I think he's top five. I don't know about top three, but he's top five. I, I think I can agree with that, actually. Fair. Hopes and dreams. Garrett Crochet. Over, aiding, oh, over 80 innings pitched. Innings. Innings. I can't innings. Say the word. Innings. Pitched <laughs> this year, Tom. I 
by yourself. Now, look, if he's a reliever, if he's a reliever. That's the whole point of this conversation, Tom. By yourself. 80 innings. I'm going to buy it because I think that. But here's the thing. I think that he's going to come to the Sox in early June. And I think that he is going to be a starter. And that's why he gets to the 80 innings is because he just goes and gives length to the rotation for the last half of the season. Yep. Or half plus a little bit. Yeah. That would get him to that mark. And that would be really kind of ideal, actually. Think long-term reliever or long uh, multi-inning reliever plus uh, spot starter. So, yeah, I think he gets to 80 for sure. Um, I don't know if it's they're going to wait until June even, but I could see him getting some bullpen work early on in the year for sure and then starting to stretch him out. Um, if they make the playoffs, big if, I can even see him being an opener. Yeah. yeah if his stuff's absolutely. there. If his stuff's there. That's know. just it. Is like you, you could have all these hopes for him, and we haven't seen him pitch since... And he wasn't the guy he was before last time we saw him pitch. Like, I don't think he's going to be 100 mile an hour Garrett Crochet that we saw come out of university. No, he's going to have to reinvent himself, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. Which is why I think that they should keep him in the minors as he develops into a some kind of starting pitcher. Like, get some arsenal under you, under these bats that don't technically matter. And then come on up and do something, but don't just waltz in and like insert him into the bullpen again. And like nothing happened. I don't know that that's, Hey, this, that's the player development staff that the white Sox have always had is just like, yeah, fuck it. He, he knows how to play. Right. <laughs> how long I mean, have you played baseball for? You looked Seven. fantastic when they brought him. I thought they were bringing him up too early in twenty playing spike ball in the middle of guaranteed rate field, Steve. Like uh, that was not I mean he looked he looked great um when he was you know able to hit triple digits consistently, but yes. obviously that's nobody was in the ballpark for that. So post post time. I can't John. confirm that happened. <laughs> It's all a fallacy. It's all a lie. Everything before us was being fabricated during the COVID year. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers I mean, actually did not win that World Series. That's what I have to say about it. And and Lucas Giolito, I didn't see that no hitter. Actually, that that I can't even take that away from him. That was a dope day. That was a dope dope day. Oh, Adam Angle, awesome. may he rest in peace. Uh, on the San Diego Padres. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Got the final catch though. Point being, you have another buy or sell. Last one. Yeah, Last one. Legends in Chicago were 23. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Devin Hester, Andrew Bennett, <laughs> Jermaine Dye, <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. I feel like there's another big 23 that I'm missing. Nope, I'm actually, I think that's it. I actually am surprised that you got through, like, I think that was, that's well, like, is, is there a 23 on the Blackhawks that we don't know about? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not not a legendary one, that's for sure. That being said, Andrew Benintendi, sport number 23. He Will is. he live up to the 23 hype? Does he live up? He lives up to the the hype. Buy or sell? Uh, you, you know my thoughts on Benintendi. Uh, 
<laughs> not a world beater, but he's going to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. And and because of that, I'm going to sell. Like he he is going to be good. He is yeah. going to be helpful for this team. I am going to like seeing him play for the White Sox. He's not the fucking whale, according to Scott Merkin. I, I Here's just... the thing, though. In right field, or pardon me, in left field, and in, mm-hmm. in corner outfield in general, the White Sox over the last five years have set the bar so fucking low. Yeah. Like, yeah. we got hyped over Daniel Polka, guys. Like, Daniel <laughs> Polka was a White Sox legend for literally almost Still two is. full seasons. Still is. For almost two full seasons. And, yeah. When you add um, up the, the calendar but, days, but, but that being said, how right, many he, in half a season, he hit 27 dongs like, yeah, Ben Tendy's not going to give you 27. He's dongs. not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He over might over two season. years. He might yeah, do it for two yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but that being said, um, I always forget this and I have forgotten it up until this moment. Lefty power bats. I was about to say that it's like you read my mind. Yeah. He so he technically his power numbers should go up a little bit. His power number, I, 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 I think he can hit. Forgot. I think he can hit fifteen homers next completely year. I really do. That he was. I mean, that's such a low bar, though. Like pull Maybe power, left handed side. Twenty twenty would be a good season. Twenty would make me happy. Twenty twenty two is I mean, what I should. really want. He should hit. Look, let's put it all on the table. If he's gonna live up to twenty three, the number twenty three, he's gonna have to hit twenty three bombs. That's the bar I set for Andrew Benintendi going into this season. All right. Let me go through the years real quick. Bombs for Benintendi. 2017, 20, 2018, 16, 2019, 13, 2021, 17. He's going to hit. There we go. How about this? Andrew Benintendi hits. 16 bombs by ourselves. That, I'm by that. I'm, I'm going to buy that, but I need him. Go. I need him to hit his Jersey number or more. That's the bar. I'm setting for him. If he's going to, if he's going <laughs> to live up to being number 23 in Chicago, he's going to have to continue doing everything that he normally does. Great glove in in left field be, you know, disciplined at the plate, but he also needs to hit 23 bombs. That's the bar that I said. Are we playing with the juice baseball again? Because if we're playing with the juice baseball, <laughs> I might buy that. If we're playing with the dead baseball, then he's gonna hit. He's it's gonna be the dead baseball. But the problem, the the thing that a lot of research went into this with <clears throat> mainly Eno Saris as my source, the pull side power was up and or at level with previous seasons. The opposite field power is what dropped super dramatically in last season. So like the deadened ball in quotation marks was basically like taking away opposite field power. Pull side power was, yeah, yeah. So that's why people like Jose Abreu, who hits to all fields, power numbers dipped pretty dramatically. Uh, Fucking Tim Anderson, who likes the opposite field home run, power numbers dripped dramatically. So... All this to be said, where to like we all know guaranteed rate field, the the left side of the field is where you get the most dong. The right field, sorry, left handed pat- batters. Yep, left handed batters have more. Power. So yep. 
if you're hitting toward that goose, if you're hitting toward that goose, may he rest in peace. You're more likely if you're pulling toward that goose, you're more likely to hit dongs and the pull side power. If we're using the same ball as last year has not dipped. So 23 dingers for Andrew Benintendi sunshine and rainbows. I told you 2023. If did, did I just hear you say 73 bombs? No, I did not. For 20. Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> 73 to, bombs. To, to tie Barry Bonds' record. No, 73 o- bombs. Only to be surpassed by Oi. 74. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> like, He's got to hit I, his jersey. Oi's got to hit his jersey number, right? Exactly. Those are the two people that I need to hit their jersey numbers, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time to be. But I, there is a lot of doubt in my mind because of that, like, we, we still are right-handed heavy baseball team. And it's just not as easy to pull right-handed power out of this ballpark. So still we'll not see. drastic. <laughs> so, you know what? I still like the, the, the team is built to, to win. I, I to be honest with, I mean, they could yeah. still use like, yeah, they could have used a superstar signing. They could have used Brandon Nemo. Mm-hmm. They could have used uh, shit, even any of these, like a Xander Bogarts. Aaron or... Judge was a perfect fit. I mean, they're, so all don't... these guys would have been perfect fits. Fuck, Trey Turner, yeah. perfect fit. Like, once again, we discussed on the last podcast, the White Sox aren't go- are not going they're to gonna be there. They're never going to be there. No. That plays not, at not the top of the market, no. unless Jerry Reinsdorf croaks. Well, he's um, going to li- outlive all of us. So Yes, just... he will. Jerry is living to 180. Convinced he, he's got enough money to just cryo freeze himself and just fuck it. Like I him, still him, him and uh, Virginia McCaskey, who just hit a century. <laughs> They're both gonna be here forever and ever. I need I need to move out of the city and switch my sports fandoms. Tom, are the Giants <laughs> accepting fan applications? I'm kidding. They are, but the fan base is fucking pissed right now, so it might not be a good time. Oh shit! Yeah, no. Honestly, hey, speaking of teams that are not built to win, <laughs> hey, they're gonna be like five hundred, and that's sixty wins. <laughs> sixty. <laughs> they're gonna be better than the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. That's for sure. I guess they could beat up. Uh, actually, I don't know. I liked what the Diamondbacks did too by trading Varsho and getting. Did you see what they did? That was fantastic. They traded Varsho, but so they, they traded Varsho and got uh, Lourdes Gurriel and um. In the top pros and their top prospect, I don't. Who I don't. was ranked by uh, Baseball America as the number one prospect? Uh, that's a move for next year, not this year, though. That's the difference. That's true. That's true. The Diamondbacks are not going to be good next year. Thank you. But Christian Walker, Chicago White Sox. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> David Peralta, you are a Chicago White Sox. That should have been done. That should have been done last the year. year. Should have been done. Mm-hmm. No, the year before that. Yeah, yes. that's he should have been a White Sox for the last three years. I would like a David Peralta on the White Sox. That would get me excited. Oh, it, it absolutely should. It absolutely should. I uh, he'd be a we very, have, very good fit. We have zero pro, uh, prospect pa- capital to bring that back, though. So. <laughs> It's absolutely true. All right, Tom. Uh, we are over 40 minutes. And final thoughts. Final thoughts, you know. Unless you wanted to talk uh, about more shit. What? You have to go take more shits. So I don't know if, if we have time. No, that's not true. I got it all out of my system. I even threw up a little bit in this bowl. Do you want to see? Oh, my God. No, don't show me. Don't show me. 
What is wrong with you? You need to go get some fucking Alka-Seltzer or Tal- or Tums or fucking something. Liquid IV. Liquid. Liquid IV. Uh, look, the, the White Sox, you know, they've let us down the last couple years pretty in a big way. Um, I think that this year, you know, we didn't do enough to make me like sell out for the team, but I think that the team could, if all goes well, be a first place team. So final thoughts being fuck it. Still a fan. Uh This is that is that inspiring? We got uh, it's the first episode of the new year, so we got to kind of like juice juice it up a little bit. You here. know, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, exactly. Like I've got some optimism. Yeah, I'm not totally hype because obviously the White Sox should have doled out their first hundred million dollar contract this year. Yeah, and this outfield, like imagine just imagine in your head, like Louis or Luis. Uh, Brandon Nimmo and Andrew Benintendi as your starting three outfielders and Aloy being your full-time DH like that, that gets me, (laughs) that gets me like all tingly inside, but but it didn't happen. It did not happen. So fuck it. The team's out on the field and we need everybody to perform to their best levels. And I'm praying that Pedro Griffal and this new coaching staff and our, our fan base brings it out of, these players i really i really do hope so it's entirely possible everybody's got to perform to their peak i am excited about the news this the way that the calendar is going to shape up though i'm excited to play every team because that means that we can play the rockies again oh wait they kicked our ass though or they split with us last season yeah yeah we split with them (sighs) fuck I got to pick a different team that we can. You mean, think about it this way. We're going to play the Pirates this year. The White White Sox were what? They were (laughs) sub 500 against the Royals the last two years combined. But Pedro Griffal is on our team now. So, exactly. Exactly. So, but (laughs) I mean, think about the division. Like, there was no division advantage. The White Sox played 500 ball against the division the the last two years. So, they also played 500 ball against everybody else. (laughs) Well, last year. Yes. Last year. The year before, though. The year before, baby. Beat all the good teams and lose to all the shitty ones, except for the Houston Astros. They owned our ass. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. Well, Tom, usually we have our, our little phrase but i still haven't well, come up with anything hold on. here in the new year what if we did in in Grafal we trust are, are we the sons of Grafal? no <laughs> sons of Grafalarchy. <laughs> there it is yes honestly in pedro we trust yep <laughs> oh shit well thank you everybody for tuning in make sure you rate subscribe review to your favorite four star baseball podcast because we are from the four star city yes um, and han i don't trust may these players uh not may they boom and not bust how about that oh there you go see that was lovely that was better uh, than my yep <laughs> have a good one everybody we will see y'all Maybe next week, Tom. I gotta, we I gotta go. We'll I gotta go. I got, I got a winter retreat to go to, so we'll figure that out. We'll find, we'll find a way. <laughs> hey, peace. Bye.